get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my co-host, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What's up, brother? I'm excited about the news you have for to let everybody know about. I'm pregnant. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> is that well, yeah, I thought you were looking a little pudgy there. No, that's the screen, just but no, that's just me. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm a little pudgy anyway, but uh, no, we uh, we do have some some awesome news actually um, concerning the ectoplasm show as it is right now. Um, my my buddy Jason and I have been have been picked up by uh, by a network. Um, it's uh, GHTR. So if you go to GHTR. Uh, dot com uh, dot com and you can find the ectoplasm show now and with that you can also find us obviously on stitcher now we took care of that but then you can also find us um, they are getting it on iHeartRadio now as well so that's awesome yeah it'll it'll be uh it'll be good stuff very good stuff so very excited about that now so um anything new in your world my friend um not a whole new well i mean i've been having fun messing around with the melvern manor website i gotta tell you it's uh such uh, i mean welcome to my nightmare okay that's all i can say about this like welcome to my nightmare like i know absolutely nothing about this tech crap okay when it comes to you know ip addresses and things like that like i just don't know and it's not that i don't care it's just i guess the old saying you know it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks type of thing kind of applies because um back in the day when i was like uh you know a teenager and shit like that um you know i was fairly decent with a computer and things of that nature, but uh, now it's now it's getting a little a little difficult for me. So. Well, there's a big difference between using the stuff that's made to be easy to use, and then the stuff that builds that. Which I is code. I will give you. Which that. I don't know either. Well, you know, I tell you what, though, if you guys, if you go over to malvernmanor.weebly.com you will be able to see what Jason has been up to. Um, and a little bit, I've, I've done very, very little. I mean, I've literally updated the calendar, and I believe that's it. Um, 
but Jason has built this website, you know, from from scratch here, and it's really really cool. It's really coming along awesome. Um, but what we're really trying to do, what we're almost struggling with, <laughs> is um, we are trying to get a live feed of Malvern Manor, so people can you know investigate. Yeah, um, for free. For absolutely it's, free while sitting on your butt at home. We could pay. Well, no, I mean for us. I mean it would be free for them too, but free for us. Yeah, free for, for us would be amazing. Um, because that it, it would be. It, I think it could be quite simple if we pay somebody to do it. Oh, I, I would, I would totally agree, but there has to be a way. There has to be a way around that. Wouldn't you agree? Wow, your voice just gone all robotic there, but you sound all better right. now. It was only for a second. It was pretty <laughs> cool. I hope it comes to playback. Mr. Roboto styly. I don't know if it will be or not, man. I have no idea. It'll be crazy. Probably not, because I'm plugged yeah, right I mean, into the board. working on that. And I still got the 98.1, which you could find on the... I think they have I think they have it on iHeartRadio and tune in and, and whatever those other apps are, people out there can find it if they don't live around here. Very, very cool stuff too. Very, very cool stuff. Now, I gotta tell you, man, we uh we got an email this week. And uh I was very, yeah. very I was very excited about this, okay? So we got an email uh from Richie. Now, um Richie Obviously, you know, he listens to the show. He says he listens every night uh, since he's found it, you know, and then uh, listens to his favorite episodes, you know, more than once and things like that. He just tells us, you know, keep up the great work. And uh, but he also had an idea for a topic. And I tell you what, man, like I absolutely loved Richie's idea here. Um, And he says, you know, have you ever heard of the suicide forest? You know, at the base of Mount Fuji. And I'm like, oh my God, because obviously I've heard of it, yes. Um, but I never once thought about doing a show about it. So for that, you know, Richie, thank you very much for that. Um, and I, I was, I'm very excited about this because it's spooky as hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's very, very spooky. Now, Jason. You are more of the outdoorsman type guy, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've done a few episodes of the Ectoplasm show out in the middle of the woods. Exactly. I mean, you just chill in the woods. That is a place where you just feel kind of at peace, more at home than anything, correct? It calms me down. I have to say, it probably a lot of people out there would groan. The only thing that's better than hanging out in the woods is being out in the woods when it's snowing. Oh, God. Are you out of your mind? No. No. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, but I, it's just so peaceful, <laughs> and I love the cold. You know, I got to tell you, man. Like, I I cannot, I cannot do the cold. I am a weather weenie, I guess. Like, I don't know. It's either too hot or it's too cold. Um... It's very rarely that I'm that I'm ever satisfied. <laughs> totally joking here. <laughs> but I gotta tell you, man, like there are some creepy things that happen in the woods in general. 
You know what I'm saying? Now, dealing with um, Mount Fuji uh, in general here. So, um, obviously, you know, it's a very iconic mountain. Okay? Everybody knows uh, Mount Fuji. Okay? Now, but at the base of Mount Fuji, there is a forest. And I'm talking huge, dense, thick forest. Um, Aoki Gahara. And that is the first and only time I'm going to say that name <laughs> on this Why? show. Why because is I will, the only time you're going to say Because I name? will butcher it every other time I do it. Now, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. But oh, okay. So I thought you were afraid of it, like no, Mr. no, Puddle's Bitty Party. You know, I gotta tell you, we'll get there. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so you know, most most of the time it's referred to as you know the Sea of Trees, and obviously then more commonly referred to as the Suicide Forest. Now, what's interesting about this is we're talking thirty-five square kilometers so you know roughly 14 square miles um wow huge absolutely huge at the base of mount fuji which is so gorgeous in in picturesque and whatever other words that you can possibly describe it as it's amazing to look at and to see um but like i said you know there's something a little off about this place um one one story I will say about this place is like compasses. Compasses do not work properly when you're in or around the forest. That's interesting to me. Um, it says like the needles, you know, move and jump around sporadically and things of that nature. But what's what's interesting about this is we're literally talking about people go to this forest and they commit suicide. They go into the forest and they do not come out. Now, there is even signs posted uh, at the beginning of these of these entrances, you know. Um, you know, basically, you know, roughly translated or whatever, saying things like, you know, think of your mom, think of your dad, think of your brothers and sisters, think of your family, you may have kids, think things like that. Um, there's even a number then at the bottom of each sign. It's more or less like a suicide hotline type thing. You can call somebody, cool. get some help. I mean, it's not cool in the sense that. But it's, it's cool. Bad, but it's, it's cool in the fact that they recognize that there is some kind of an issue with it because we're literally talking over 500 people have gone into this forest and committed suicide. Most of the suicides have either been one by hanging or two by ingesting some kind of a poison so either hanging or poison that's the the most the most that they have ever done or that they've seen or whatever so another thing that um that this forest has here and it's it's a little strange or whatever um it says one may also become aware of the bizarre and creepy litter that is strewn about the forest, okay? Like, we're not talking just, like, normal litter, like what we would consider litter. <laughs> we're talking... Yeah, it's... It's like shoes. And it's... Yeah, and other clothing. Uh, it's so nasty. 
I mean, we're talking like weird photographs, song lyrics that are, you know, written on envelopes and, ugh. I mean, yeah, even like they wanted to look at while exactly. they were dying. Even like a well, child's doll. Yeah, exactly. Like dolls and shit like that. I mean, just weird. Um, but yeah, just like odds and ends, trinkets and things like that, you know? Um, but yeah, like this place is a huge, you know, tourist attraction. I mean, Mount Fuji in general is. But then you have this forest at the base of it that is attracting all these other people too but I mean it's it's so weird because it's obviously not you know patrolled regularly necessarily because it's so thick and huge like how the hell are you going to go in there and patrol that you know you really can't um but you know a few times a year the authorities will go into go into the forest and they will bring out the bodies. I mean, that's basically what they're looking for is is the bodies and things of that nature. I mean, it's it's very I don't know, man. It like it's it kind of ties your stomach in knots, doesn't it? Like just thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, um the very first place that I investigated ever was a local park here that two brothers actually had hung themselves. Really? Man. But so I, I, I kind of get that. I mean, this is nowhere near that level. Um, but I kind of understand the feeling of being in those kind of woods a, a little bit. And it's eerie to think about just, you know, because people die. Things happens in the woods. Thing, things happen in the woods all the time. Right. But this place is so much different. I mean, well, it's even it's people report the most about how. Like the creepy, the creep factor of this place is apparently just immense because of the fact that it's so quiet while you're in there, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that it's so thick and dense. You know, I mean, it would be harder for sound to travel, yeah. obviously. But they say, you know, there, there's not even a lot of wildlife around, like even though the wildlife itself is sparse in that area, which is odd, but a lot of people are chalking that up to the fact that this is, you know, due to, like, angered spirits um, around the area. And it's very well known uh, that apparently at, uh, at nighttime especially, you can hear screams and cries and moans and things like that from the forest and apparently they're quite loud so I mean that's freaky enough in itself (laughs) oh my gosh I I couldn't imagine what it was like I mean I would think a lot of the feeling of people that go in there and to not kill themselves is probably in their heads Oh, I guarantee it. I mean, the sense of stillness would be a weather thing. Um, the lack of animals isn't necessarily rare because, I mean, you could go out in the middle of the woods here and not really see much. Well, and it's also heavy. I mean, it's like I said, it's more of a tourist attraction as well. You know, so that might have something to so do with So what do the, you think? The- Why do you think? Do you think it's just 
a few people did it and then it built up reputation over time or see i don't know it just became the thing to do or do you think they are drawn there see and that's one weird thing right there that you just mentioned is are they drawn to it because a lot of people who um have been committed or are, are suicidal and open about the fact that they are suicidal say that that forest seems to call out to them somehow some way is calling out to them now that in itself is weird you know what i mean um but yeah i i definitely think there is some kind of phenomenon going on in or around that area and i mean you think about it too because there's like like i said it's more or less like a tourist attraction there are walking trails that you can go on through this forest that will lead you to really cool like underground caves um with really cool like ice formations and things i mean it's fucking gorgeous it's really really cool it would be worth the trip just to see it for yourself but then around it all you have this forest and like you said uh that it's you know permanently in the back of your mind what goes on there you know that's just bizarre so it might be it may be like let's say five people went and like committed suicide there and then five more went and did it as well you know what i'm saying and then it just got this stigma attached to it and now it's like just this like is the, the place to be yeah this is just the thing to do now yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it it is definitely weird i don't know man but like i being, do you mentioned that the compasses don't seem to work very much in Correct. there. Correct. Yeah. Apparently, there's a, a problem with the compasses. That, um, I just bumped the mic stand. I don't know if you heard it. But anyways. No, um, that's, it's uncommon, but it's not unheard of. Um, right, right. There's all kinds of places around the world where compasses don't really work really well. Really well. Some are unknown, like this place. Some don't they don't know why others there's like maybe a high concentration of certain kinds of metals in the ground things like that and i don't i don't know the details as to what it might be there well and i i don't yeah i don't quite know either but you think you know you're at the base of a mountain or whatever there's you know it's it's hard saying exactly what it could be but well, I don't know if there's something in their culture over there that has to do with I think about if if it was me if there's not something willing me to go do it there I would rather go to the top of the mountain to do it right if exactly. I had a choice I don't know why unless I was That's a lot of work to that forest where I was drawn there and not knowing why I was going there I would if I had a choice I'd do it at the top of the mountain right then I would totally agree with that but that's a lot of work especially you know to get my dumpy butt like up there come on <laughs> yeah but i mean it it would be the last thing you do essentially true story you really wouldn't need the energy afterwards right god god it's so crazy though now you being out in the woods as often as you are i mean you know you 100% know a lot just about you know survival in general and being in the woods, what to expect, things to look for. Have you ever, though, in all the amount of, I mean, 
the, the amount of time that you've spent in the woods, have you ever been freaked out or had some kind of a oh shit type of moment? Uh, yes, absolutely. Every outdoorsman has those weird feelings, weird moments. You just kind of have to deal with it. I mean, even when you're not alone at times, you can get that. But especially, like, I've camped by myself out in the middle of nowhere sure. in a tent. And the tent is, it gives you a false sense. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. once you do it enough, you don't really, you, you, you realize that. Because... You know, I there's this funny picture meme thing on online where it's a tent in the middle of the woods and it just says, "Oh, this is a bear burrito." <laughs> but um, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Every I I have a YouTube channel that uh, called the Wood Life that I post outdoor videos on, and I've had that for a couple of years now. And a few like a year ago or more. I had a giveaway for like my 100 subscriber thing. Very cool. And I asked everybody to tell me, make a video and tell me their scary stories. And I had a ton of them and I wasn't oh. surprised by it. That's really cool. Even if it's just a crazy storm comes up and um, everything's whipping around and or like acts of what might be fate like you're going to step this way but you decided to step this way and if you had stepped that way a rock would have fell on you right to ufos and and bigfoot and ghostly voices in the middle of the night you know that was one thing that always interests me is you know have you ever heard like some kind of a disembodied voice while you were out there by yourself yeah, and I mean, it could be like matrixing, matrixing. Sure, sure. It, I, I mean, I'll often sit there in my house and think I'm hearing my name, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, so it does happen out in the woods. The thing about out in the woods is there's a lot of other noise, too. So it kind of gets mixed in there. Now, one other thing is... I'm out in the woods enough that I know what most animals sound like. Exactly. Going through the leaves. And yes. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things. Every outdoorsman has a scary story, even if they don't want to admit it to somebody. Because right. there's a lot of manly men that go out in the woods and don't want to admit and I could totally, I could, I could see that, you know, I could see that, you know, happening or whatever, but I don't know, man. Like if it were me out in the, the middle of the woods, it scared, it would scare the shit out of me. If I heard something that I couldn't explain like that, especially if it was like a disembodied voice, I would be gone, man. Like <laughs> quick. Yeah. The feeling of being watched, I would say is probably the overall, if you'd ask most people that go out in the woods what makes them most uncomfortable at times is just the feeling that there's something right there especially at night when just like the outer reaches of boy maybe you have a fire going and you can't see out there you feel like there's something right there right and i don't know if it's in my head or not but i've seen things i've heard what sounds like men walking around in the woods at night have you ever have you ever you know, called out be. to them? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I have at times, and nothing ever shows up. Okay. And it, it is very deceptive. A little squirrel, if he's jumping around right, can sound like a human. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I remember one specifically where I was on an investigation in southern Kansas. Actually, I think it was northern Oklahoma. And me and an investigator were walking along a path and it sounded like there was something following us just into the woods to the left of us. Wow. And it sounded like footsteps. And it came closer at one point and it was going along with us for probably 50 yards. So I, I don't know if what it was. We never saw it. Damn. See that but right there. It definitely there. didn't sound like a squirrel to me. It didn't sound like a deer. It was, and the thing was, is it was following us. Most animals out there would right. just run off because we were yelling at it at, at the end of it. We were trying to spook whatever it was, and it was stayed right along with us. That is insane, man. See, I don't know. The, again, like I don't know how I would react to something like that. Um, I guess it's different, you know, when we go into like haunted locations and things like that. You're almost expecting the, you know, what could happen. You're expecting that. But I don't know, man. Like, it's it's a totally different ball game when you're when you're talking about, you know, things in the woods. So, now I know that you have a couple stories um, and a couple places that you've pulled that you pulled up here. Well, I pulled up more of a few facts about a few different places. Well, facts, a few tidbits about a few different places um, around the world, including here in the U.S. that are haunted forests, haunted woods, haunted areas kind of thing. Okay. And I'll start with one that some people out there may have heard of called the Devil's Tramping Ground. Which is now, awesome. I forgot to write down the name of the actual park this is. Yeah, yeah. But it's in North Carolina, and there's an area in the park that's like a 40-foot wide, and then anywhere around there, nothing ever grows. And the, <laughs> the story is the devil dances there, and that's why nothing ever that's grows. That's why nothing grows. That's interesting. And apparently dogs don't like going in this area. What the hell? And one camper, I found a quote from a camper that said that he was camping and saw a couple of hunters come up and talk to another person in the campground area he was in. And that other person, apparently the hunters couldn't see it, but he could. It looked like his face was melting off. Oh my God, no. No, I, I mean, I love being out in the woods, but if I would have saw that, <laughs> I would have packed up and left. Screw you guys. <laughs> I'm out of here. Oh my God. That would be insane. His freaking face yeah, is like I, melting off. I've seen off. that in like movies and stuff before. Sure. Where I'm um, not even out in the woods where somebody's talking to somebody in the, the protagonist or, or whatever can see like the, this guy's weird face or demon face or face melting off but the person actually talking to them can't wow and i think that's taken like i've i'm pretty sure i've heard some actual stories of real life accounts of people having that including this one 
that's amazing stuff, man. That is really, really cool stuff. Now, you also said that, uh, God, I don't even remember. Where was the other one that you said you had? It was somewhere overseas. I have the Screaming Woods. It's Daring Woods. Yes. It's outside of a town called Pluckley, Britain. And people hear bloody screams in there all the time. Oh, my God. So they're yeah. hearing they're hearing screams inside of the inside of the woods. Mm-hmm. See again with the yeah, screaming they, man, like what is going on? To a man that fell to death, it didn't say what he fell from, but a man that fell to death, and then a person that was a highwayman many years ago or whatever, who was captured by villagers and brought into the woods to a tree and no. killed with a sword. No. No. So he haunts the woods. I would too. Trying to get <laughs> that tied him to a tree and shoved a, short, a sword through him. Oh my god. Dude, no. I could not do that. Ugh. That's now one place that I <laughs> would love to go is the Pine Barrens right. in New Jersey. Right. There's 1.1 million acres of undeveloped land there. We're talking 1.1 million acres. Yeah, it has two highways running through it, but there's there's no towns in it. Wow. And, of course, as most people out there would know, the Jersey Devil story comes from there. Very much so. Very much so. And that's, you know, that's a really cool... A really cool story as well in itself and those those pine barrens are beautiful i mean the, they're just like the picturesque like tall forest i think it's good stuff and i mentioned a place in romania to you yes called i don't know how to pronounce it it's h-o-i-a dash b-a I-U, I think. Wow. Or C-I-U. All right. I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> <laughs> the Destination Truth actually went there. Oh, the cool. Show. Very and cool. And in the, in the episode, the one of the cameramen got attacked by something invisible. Like, was literally attacked? Like, by something you couldn't see? Yeah. I don't think they were able to figure out what it was. But other things, like UFOs and ghosts and... And other eerie things people wow. witness out there all the time. And it's a really dense forest. And the, the locals say not to go in there. <laughs> so even the people that are living right there are like, no, do not ever go in there. They're, they're warning people against it. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. And then I have one more that's actually kind of close to home in yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Robinson Woods. Robinson Woods. Yeah. They say that they see lights and orbs in there. Okay. And it smells like lilacs all year long, even in the dead of winter. So they're smelling like fresh flowers, even in the winter? Yeah. Uh-huh. And they've heard axe chopping in there, but cutting wood. But they haven't been able to find the source of it. And an investigator left his... I don't train in the background, but... I can hear it a little bit. It's fine. An investigator left his recorder there overnight once. 
caught the sound uh, Native American drumming. Okay, so that's no longer present in that area. That is fascinating to me. That is absolutely fascinating. Kind of weird though, um, that they're hearing these noises, these I don't know, man. Like what 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 is your take on this? I mean, you know the woods. You know I guess like how sound would even travel in the woods. Like, sound for the most part travels pretty far in the woods. Would it? A drumming, a low drum beat would it you know, you never know. It could have been a car uh, a few miles away even if it was still night. It does echo through the woods and the low beat like that, there's a reason they use a drum like that to communicate because it kind of travels. Sure. sure. And I mean, I'm sure everyone's familiar with train whistles. I know they're very loud, but Oh, very much so. I was out in the woods just the other day along a train track and I kept hearing these whistles and I kept thinking the train was getting closer and closer to me but from the first time I heard the whistle it took a good 45 minutes for the train to reach where I was and it was traveling really fast so it was quite a ways away and it just traveled through those woods that is kind of amazing though that you know, just how sound works like that. Like, I know we have a road that's probably, oh my God, it's probably at least two miles away from like my house, where my house sits. And it's interesting because there's those little rumble bars approaching, approaching the, uh, the stop sign or whatever. And, you know, sometimes you can hear those rumble bars, you know, when cars drive over them, even though it's like two miles away. Like, it's very, very interesting to me how sound can travel. Now, obviously, um, I get, I can sometimes hear a train as well. Now, the closest train to me is seven miles away. And sometimes I can still hear the whistle. Now, it's always late at night and things of that nature, you know, when sound would obviously travel farther because everybody else and their dog is asleep. Well, yeah, there's no ambient sound. Exactly. When there's no wind, sound travels farther. Well, I mean, it doesn't technically travel farther. It's just not drowned out by other sounds. Right, right. It's just, it's very interesting how how this happens. So, what is it about the woods that make them so damn creepy? Like, why is it, you know, the Blair Witch Project, for example... You know, it, it's it's not the same story if they're just lost in fucking, you know, suburbia somewhere. It's not the same story at all. What makes the woods so creepy? Well, it's kind of drummed into us as a culture even. Even back in before, you didn't go into the woods. You drummed that into your children. Don't go into the Don't woods go because something bad could happen to you. And they'd make up little fables and stories and other stuff to drive home the fact that it's dangerous. Because it is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I would totally agree with that. So it's in, it's ingrained in us. In, in our culture, even. And you don't 
it's not a like nowadays nobody really spends an extended amount of time out in the woods right right some people do i would like to at times but i have a life you know most yeah, exactly too <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah yeah it's so definitely it's, harder to get it's, away it's it takes time to get used to your environment i mean you move person five years from then sure because you're still getting used to the area so it's yeah. the same because you encounter a lot of things, a lot of sounds, a lot of different things that you get in the city. Right, right. Well, I got to tell you, it's it's fascinating stuff, you know, to me. Now, you know, going back to uh, to the suicide forest there in Fuji, you know, what what is your honest take on that? Like, uh, do you think it's something supernatural or do you think that it's just become the suicide forest because enough people have done it that it's just kind of the, the thing to do now? I think that it would be a very beautiful place to die. And that's probably what most of the people were thinking. And, you know, if... I've never been suicidal. But if you're thinking about somewhere you may be able to get away with it. That's a good point. Somewhere away from people where maybe somebody up you. Right. You'll go to this place that's known for it. That's a very good point. Yeah. And nobody's really going to stop you. And think that there's a lot of activity and stuff going on there now. But I don't know necessarily if there was something there drawing them in. Yeah. That's a very good point, though. I tell you, it's interesting stuff. I love it. Um, but I really, I want to thank, uh, I want to thank Richie for, for reaching out to us and, uh, you know, giving this, this topic to us that's, I mean, it's freaking fascinating. That's what it is. It's bottom line, you know, it's, you know, it's dark, it's creepy, it's mysterious. Um, and at the exact same time, you have this beautiful scenery surrounding you. It's absolutely amazing to me. Um, so, yeah, like I said, thanks, Richie, uh, for reaching out to us. And if you out there, if you want to reach out to us, um, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com, at ectoplasmshow on Twitter, and the ectoplasm show on Facebook and now you can just find the show damn near anywhere can't you my friend like we're really getting out there <laughs> yeah um, what's the old cliche thing when somebody feels like they're talking to the world <laughs> hello <laughs> is anybody out there is anybody? Or, <laughs> I am God <laughs> I love it oh my god yeah, it's kind of crazy though. We are uh we're definitely getting out there now. And this has all been within the last week. So, I don't know, man. I I hope people are digging it. If you guys do, if you guys are enjoying the show, or even if you're not enjoying the show, whatever. It doesn't matter. Go over to iTunes and uh 
you know, give us a, a review on there. Because um, that would really, really help the show, um, you know, kind of just gain a little more exposure as well. Especially with something as huge as, you know, the iTunes store or whatever, or the podcast. Tell your friends. Yeah, and tell, tell your buddies. Tell all your buddies. Um, share the Facebook page or whatever. Share the, the Twitter page. Whatever you got to do. Every every little bit helps. So we appreciate the hell out of you guys, especially for listening every week and uh, allowing us into your ear parts. <laughs> we really, we do have fun. We have fun with this. Um, and we, you know, obviously, you know, we take the paranormal you know, fairly seriously, but at the same time, I think, I think it's important not to take it as seriously as some people do. Does that make sense? Like, Absolutely. Oh, there's, there's way too much. It, it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you want it to yeah. take it seriously. You want it to be taken seriously, but a lot of drama comes from being too serious. True story. True story. We got to learn how to laugh a little more about this shit. You know what I'm saying? The next time that you guys are out ghost hunting or, or whatever, okay? I Do me a favor. Sit there. Do your EVP session or whatever for five minutes and then stop and look at yourself. And look at everyone around you and just ask yourself the question, what the hell are we doing? You know? Because... From just like an observer standpoint, it looks like you're just talking to the wall and you have all these gadgets and gizmos in your hand and we look so crazy. We all look crazy, but it, I mean, it's something that we love to do, but at the same time, yeah, that's what I mostly tell people, yeah, dude. the one thing that most investigators <laughs> have to get over is the fact that you're probably sitting there just talking to yourself. Exactly. Because you are. I want, you know, now that, now that you mentioned that the people sitting there. It made me think, I want everybody out there to find me on Facebook, Jason Kupsik, or Midcontinent Paranormal Research Society. I want to see your bloopers from investigations. Oh my God, that's a great and idea. I would love, uh, we should play some great oh, audio from bloopers on investigations. I know I have some. Okay, that is a great idea. That is a great idea. And I tell you what, like... Send them the email address. Find them somewhere. Get us your bloopers bloopers and we'll feature you i have a good i have a good blooper of myself and it's definitely i don't know how it's not on youtube or it hadn't been put on facebook but i kind of lucked out there but i will put it on the facebook page for people to uh look at and you're gonna laugh it's me getting the just getting the shit scared out of me <laughs> and it was nothing paranormal at all. <laughs> but it was good stuff, though. But anyway, so that is our time. Uh, Jason, my friend, thank you very much for uh, joining us this evening or yeah. this morning or this afternoon or whenever you guys are listening to this. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you guys very much for the uh, for the emails and things like that and all the love that you're giving us over on uh, Facebook and Twitter and things like that. We really appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Talk to you all soon. Peace out. I'm making a rule.
never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. <laughs>